Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's good to be back. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. I'm going to be your host for this evening. Um, and I'm excited to, to move into this episode with you. We got some exciting things on the agenda for tonight. Um, it's, it's October, it's fall, it's, it's, you know, it's a new season, um, which is fabulous. It means people went back to school, um, some of us physically, some of us, you know, via technology, but um, I think we're all, you know, we're all at a place where we were ready for that adjustment back into school. I know I was anyway, um, you know, and, and on tonight's, you know, tonight's episode, we're going to kind of stick with that theme of, um, you know, moving, you know, transitioning through life and moving from uh, one avenue to the other. Um, you know, on tonight's episode, we're going to, you know, try to be inclusive of everyone. So not just um, our students, not just our youth out there, but also their families and parents and grandparents, even aunts, uncles, you know, um, you name it, there's no limit on, on who's included in tonight's episode. Um, but what we're going to talk about tonight is um, looking at how can we talk finance with our kids? And, you know, how can we include our kids in our financial lives? And I say we, I mean, I don't have kids, not yet anyway, but um, I, I speak as, as a child, um, not that I'm, you know, a young child, but I'm, I'm a former child. Um, you know, I speak as someone who has parents um, and, you know, who was part of those financial discussions with parents. Um, and I think that a lot of the times we forget to include our children in our financial discussions. Um, or, you know, we, we leave them out for, for an intended purpose. And there's always a method behind our madness, so to speak. But tonight's episode, we're going to look at, you know, why is it important to include um, our children or our grandchildren or the young people in our lives in financial decisions and in conversations surrounding money and money management and finance and all of that um, fantastic stuff. So, you know, my question to, to all our listeners out there is, you know, have you had the talk with your kids? And, you know, I'm going to say the talk, it's not the one that our minds automatically go to, it's the financial talk. Have you had the money talk with your kids? Um, you know, do they, have you opened a bank account with your kids? Have you discussed what the difference between debit and credit is with your kids? Um, have you talked about financing your children's education, you know, part-time jobs, summer jobs, anything like that? Have you had, have you taken a time out of your your life to have those conversations with your kids, no matter how old they are. And, you know, I think the important thing to remember is that, you know, as young kids, we're impressionable and we inherit what we know from our parents. So, you know, to all the parents out there um, that, you know, you're trying to protect your kids from the scary world of finance and, you know, preserve their, um, their youth. Um, I think it's time to, you know, sort of, jump in head first and say, you know what, your kids are going to inherit what they know about money from you. So um, if you haven't had the chance to have that conversation with your kids, um, let's, you know, let's get it started tonight. And let's look at, you know, how we can get on board with having that conversation, how we can start it, why it's important to have it, um, and what the ultimate goal of having that conversation with your children is. 
So that's, you know, the purpose of tonight's episode. Um, and, you know, with that, um, the conversation is, is something that needs to be, it needs to be open and it needs to be, um, you know, influential, meaning that um, your kids need to be a part of it um, and they need to be an active part of it. So it's not so much as, um, you know, lecturing your kids on, you know, what a ledger is or, you know, what um, a bank account is or anything like that. It's just being bringing them into the part of, of your life and, and your everyday spending habits. Um, and, and, you know, with that comes another question is if you haven't had the chat with your kids or even if you have, um, have you had the chat with yourself? And I think that that's an important question, too, because a lot of us, you know, we sort of go with emotions through our, our lives and we, we haven't necessary, necessarily taken the time to talk to ourselves about our own spending habits or our own understanding or our own knowledge. Um, and that's, you know, a big part of why I want to, you know, made it a point at the beginning of this, this episode that everyone's included in this discussion. So whether, you know, you're some type of finance manager and you know everything there is to know about money, whether you, you know, don't even have your own bank account and you have no idea um, how to start one or, you know, what any of the, the financial lingo is, everyone's included. Um, and that's, you know, that's the important part is it's never too, you know, too early or too late to start. The point is just getting started with having that conversation. Um, and with, you know, families, there's, there's sort of a lot that, that can be said about money. And there's a lot that can be learned. Um, and I think, you know, the family dynamic is a really awesome opportunity to teach our kids about, um, you know, what financial independence looks like, the importance of financial independence, um, sort of what money management looks like, budgeting, um, and how to, you know, delay your gratification so that you can achieve those long-term financial goals, whether that be, you know, um, post-secondary education, a home in the future, um, a trip, a car, um, you know, some item of value to you. Um, you know, how, how do our kids know how to save for those things if, if we don't teach them? You know, does, does money just fall out of the sky and pay for their education? Do they just, you know, get given a house one day? Um, we all know that that's not the case. So, you know, now's the time to sit down with our kids, no matter how young or old and, and, you know, discuss these things with them, or at least bring them into our lives, um, our financial lives, so that they can have a look kind of behind the curtains and see, you know, where the house comes from, where, you know, the food comes from, where the bill, like how the bills are paid, where all these luxury items come from, um, so that, you know, we're setting them up for success in the future. Um, and that's the main thing is, is, you know, we have to prepare our kids, you know, um, for a life that um, doesn't necessarily include us. And I mean, um, not trying to get, you know, into the, the dark depths here, but um, at the end of the day, that's our goal, right, is to prepare our kids for a life beyond, you know, childhood, beyond having, you know, mom and dad there to, to sort of walk them through because eventually they're going to have families of their own and, and we want them to be as successful um, and as financially independent um, and as financially well off as, as we can. Um, and if, you know, we're sort of delaying that conversation surrounding money, how can we expect our kids to just, 
you know, achieve financial independence and financial literacy and, um, you know, all these positive things surrounding money, how can we expect them to achieve that on their own? So, um, you know, that's the, that's the bare bones of, of what we're going to get into tonight. Um, and, you know, I'm going to follow up with, with another question and that's, do, do we want our kids to be dependent or independent? And that's sort of where this really, you know, where this comes from, this money management conversation is, you know, take a second to actually ask yourself and to reflect on this question. Do you want your kids to be independent or do you want them to be dependent? Meaning, do you want them to have all of the tools and the knowledge they need to support themselves and their families and their lives, um, you know, over the next 5, 10, 15, you know, 60 years? Do you want them to, to be independent or do you want them to have to depend on someone, whether that be you, um, you know, a family member, a spouse? And, you know, that's the, the, main, the main point here is I think the majority of us, if not all of us, could say that we, we'd want our kids to be independent. Um, and for, for those of us that are, that are the kids, you know, I think that we would want to say that we want to be independent as well. And that independence isn't something that just happens on its own. It's something we have to foster and we have to teach our kids, um, you know, what this independence looks like and how we achieve it, um, and how we achieve it in a way that is productive for us and for our lives. And, you know, it's okay if we haven't started, you know, giving our kids that independence, if our kids have been dependent on us for, um, you know, the past few years or, you know, the past few decades, that's okay. Um, there's absolutely no judgment surrounding that, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to come to a point where we have to, we have to push them forward and we, ha we have to work with our kids and teach them about, you know, money management and financial literacy and, and all of that, you know, amazing stuff that is, is scary to think about, but um, can open the doors to like so much independence in, in your child's life and in their future. And um, we need to consider that, you know, our kids, you know, they're not, I, I say kids, and I, I know we think children, but you know, they're not going to be children forever, they're going to have adult responsibilities. And um, adult size bills and, you know, mortgages and car payments and student loans and all of that stuff. Um, and we have to prepare them to be ready to pay for that. Um, you know, nothing's free in society anymore. And it's just going to keep getting more and more expensive, you know, as time goes on. Um, and, you know, one of the main things that, you know, young adults are struggling with right now is, is purchasing their first homes or um, putting a down, down payment on, on a home or even financing a car or things like that. It's so incredibly difficult um, these days for for young adults to have that money set aside to do those things. Um, but, you know, wouldn't it be great if, you know, by the time your children were, you know, 25, 26, 27 years old, they had that, you know, they had the money set aside to put a down payment on a house or they had money set aside to you know, go on the trip of their dreams or to pay off their student loans. Like, wouldn't that just be, you know, the most amazing thing in the world? I think so. I mean, um, and for, for those of us that are the young adults, who are the kids, who are the students, wouldn't that be amazing to have that? You know, one of the greatest gifts I think that we can give our kids is financial independence. Um, and it might sound cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. Um, you know, you, you get to the end of your, your academic career and you have, 
you know, for those of us that are students, I mean, if, if we're not, then, then that's also fine. We're, you know, other things accumulate debt as well, car payments, you know, um, um, all kinds of living expenses. But, you know, I use tuition because it's an, it's a popular one. It's one that's, you know, insanely expensive, but wouldn't it be great to get to the end of your degree and know that you have been saving money to pay off the student loans that you accumulated or that you have a plan to pay off those student loans over the next, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and, you know, I think as parents, we, you know, we have some responsibility to um, make sure that that's the case for our children. So, you know, how can we do that? How can we set our children up to be successful in their future? Um, and that's the main point of having a financial conversation with your kids is it's not to scare them. You know, it's not to burden them. Um, it's to inform them and it's to set them up to be the absolute most successful that they can be, um, you know, in adulthood um, and with with their finances and, and with their um, personal life. But so when we, when we come back and we're going to get ready to head into our first break here, but when we get back, we're going to look a little bit at what the conversation looks like and how we should be having the conversation and what the conversation should be about. Um, but you know, we'll head into our first break of the show. Um, you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, I'm your host for this evening and we'll be right back after this break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. I'm your host for this evening. And you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, before we head off into our first break, we were just chatting about, you know, having the conversation with our kids, the financial conversation that is, um, and what that looks like and why it's important. 
Um, and, you know, if we haven't had it, that's okay. Um, but, you know, now's the time. And, you know, I, I do want to reiterate one point. It's that if we feel that, you know, as parents, if we feel that, you know, we're not at a place to, to instill that knowledge in our kids, if we feel that we don't have enough knowledge ourselves um, to pass along to our kids, that's absolutely okay. Um, you know, there's plenty of ways to acquire that knowledge. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking the first step. What's not okay is, is to realize that you don't have that knowledge and to, to not do anything about it. Because um, that's not only affecting you and your financial future, but it's affecting your children and their financial future. Um, and, you know, for most of us, we want to make sure that um, we're setting our kids up to be successful as they possibly can. So, um, you know, it's like the classic example of, um, you know, being on a flight that's, you know, going down, um, you know, the flight attendant always says to secure your own mask first and then secure the mask of your children. Um, so, you know, we don't expect if, if you're a parent that has no knowledge of finance and uh, money management, financial literacy to, you know, secure the mask on your child first, you got to secure that mask on yourself. So you have to take the time to reflect and, and on whether you have that knowledge or not. And if you don't, then seek it out. And if you do, then great, you can pass it along to your children. So, um, you know, why is this conversation about money so important? Um, and I think, you know, today is, is a good example of, you know, why having this conversation, you know, is so important for our children. You know, the, the money conversation, it always elicits a lot of anxiety. Even as adults, you know, there's things cost so much money. Um, and half the time, we don't know where that money is coming from. Um, you know, with, with the recent pandemic, you know, we saw housing, the housing market skyrocket. We saw issues with, with car manufacture and, you know, all these things that our adult responsibilities, you know, how are we going to, um, you know, purchase a house when, you know, everything's going for triple what it, it was, you know, six months ago, or how are we going to finance a car when the used car market is, you know, um, basically garbage at this point, right? It's, um, it's a scary thing to think about not having enough money or not having the means to acquire the money that you need to live the lifestyle you want but it doesn't have to be. And I think that the biggest disservice we can do to our children is to instill in them a fear of financial literacy, um, because I don't think that's anyone's intention. I think that's just something that we've developed, um, but that it's time to kind of knock it off, right? Um, you know, not having conversations about money in front of our children. Um, it's like the fear of the unknown, right? It's, your kids don't know anything about money. It's something that becomes fearful and scary to them. And, you know, I know for the most part, finance and, and money and bills, they can, they can be a big part of, um, you know, a stressful living situation or they can be, you know, the cause of, of, of stress and, and tension in the family. But I think the more we include our children in those conversations and in our, um, our financial lives, the less that that's true, um, you know, if, you know, whatever, you know, little Billy sees, you know, mom and dad, you know, stressing out about, you know, making a mortgage payment or a car payment, um, and he's never a part of those conversations, then, um, you know, it might be the case that he just assumes that, you know, everything that costs money, every type of bill, 
um, is stressful and is bad and, and you should stay away from managing money and budgeting and paying bills and um, all that stuff. But if we sit down with, with our children and explain to them, you know, how to allocate money in the family, you know, where money for rent or a mortgage or car payment comes from um, and how those things um, are, are bills that we take care of before, you know, um, trips and luxury items and shopping and all that. Um, I think it instills a responsibility in our kids, but it also sort of eliminates this anxiety that has become a big part of our society. And that's sort of the number one reason why this conversation is important um, is we want to sort of eliminate any fear or anxiety there is around money. And for the most part, a lot of us have that. Um, so maybe that's something we should address first is the fear, the anxiety that we ourselves have surrounding money, because it doesn't have to be a scary thing. Um, it can be something that is motivating, um, can be something that, you know, having, you know, a, a good financial literacy or, you know, managing your money appropriately can be rewarding and positive and all of those great things. So I think that the main, you know, objective here is, is to teach our kids those positive rewarding things that, hey, you know, working hard for your money um, pays off. You can you buy these, you know, trips and nice houses and cars and, and all of that. And, you know, post-secondary, um, all of these, you know, goals that we have for ourselves and our kids, that's, you know, the purpose of money. That's why we make money is, is to buy those things and to enjoy our lives. So I think that, you know, letting our kids know that, hey, you can be part of this conversation. It's not something that you should be fearful of or anxious about um, can, can really go a long way, um, in the, you know, the world of, of financial literacy. And, you know, I, I've, I've said this before in episodes and I'm going to say it again. Um, if you haven't started, there's no, you know, judgment or there's no shame in that, or there's no need to panic. It's, um, you know, we kind of take it one step at a time, but if you, if you haven't started having that chat with your kids, you know, it's never too late. It's never too early, but, um, the time is now, right. Um, it's not, you know, there's no cutoff. You don't start when they're a certain age. You don't, you know, it's not once they get to a certain age, it's not too late. It's, you know, now's the time. If, if you haven't had the chat with your kids yet, um, I urge you to consider it. Um, and if you haven't had the chat with yourself yet about your own financial literacy and your own knowledge about money management, then, um, you know, now now's the time because the clock is ticking. Um, but it kind of brings me back to this this question I asked earlier. The main goal here is, is wouldn't it be nice to set your kids up to be as financially independent and as financially successful as possible? And so, um, you know, I'm going to suggest three tips here for, for how to get started, because we've talked about the importance of getting started, um, why you should. Um, and at this point, you know, it's OK, we're ready to get started. So so what are the tips here? And, you know, I think my main my main suggestion would be to focus on your family values, right? Um, it's the point of this is not to be, you know, take on a teacher role or a lecture role or anything like that. It's to just bring financial discussions into your family as a whole. And whether that's you and your spouse having discussions with your children or, um, you know, if you're a grandparent having discussions with your children and your grandchildren or whatever it looks like for you. Um, it doesn't have to look a certain way, no matter how it looks, it's, it's great. Um, but, you know, 
I think that for kids anyway, it makes the most sense when they have something concrete to focus on. And I think family values is a big one. So maybe, you know, you're a family that goes on a lot of vacations. Well, where does the money for that from those vacations, you know, where does it come from? Um, I think that's something that we can look at with our kids. Or maybe you're a family that's, you know, a really athletic family and you play a lot of sports or you go to a lot of sports games or, you know, where does that money come from? Right. And how do we how do we finance those things and how do we determine that, you know, spending money on trips or sport sporting events is more important to us than spending money on X, Y or Z. Or maybe, you know, that's not the case and maybe spending money, um, you know, in, in your family, maybe spending money on trips is something that, you know, is a little bit lower on the list and you, you like to prioritize other things. Um, it doesn't matter what what that looks like for you, but I think that there's some value in bringing our kids into that discussion and saying, you know, our family values this. Um, and this is why, you know, we budget, you know, a certain amount of money towards this. And this is why we make sure that, you know, we, we want to make money so that we have money to afford these things um, going forward because, you know, your children learn from, from observing you. Um, and if, you know, you're taking them on trips to Florida or Disney world or whatever the case is, um, it's, it's nice to, to have a lesson alongside that that says this is where the money comes from. And if we want to do fun things like, you know, take a trip or go to a sporting event, um, you know, we have to allocate money from, you know, some other possible purchase. Or we have to make sure that we're saving, you know, X amount of dollars every month so that we can have this great trip at the end of the year. Um, and, you know, that kind of ties into sort of the second tip that I have for, for starting this conversation, um, make it a family affair. There's no reason it has to be, um, you know, a one-on-one or, you know, you're, you're throwing your kids in the deep end, make it something that, you know, the family looks at as a whole. And, um, for the most part, a lot of us, um, you know, we can pay bills online now and, you know, snap of our fingers or, um, you know, we go to the grocery store and, and tap our plastic card and, you know, we have, there's no really exchange of money. It's just the top of a card these days. But I think that one of the best ways to get your kids involved is to sort of show them what's kind of behind this curtain that we sort of close on them. Um, when we have discussions, you know, about paying a mortgage or, um, you know, an, an, the next big purchase in our family, whether that's going to be a car, maybe it's a new house, maybe it's a vacation, Maybe it's a new piece of furniture, um, a new vehicle of some sort, whatever it is, include your kids in that conversation. Why not? I think a lot of us try to protect our kids from the stress, but like, I don't think it has to be stressful. So I don't think there's anything to protect our kids from. I think that if, you know, we're sitting down having that conversation with our spouse or ourselves or with a financial advisor or anything like that, um, why shouldn't our kids be a part of it? Um, Because I think that there's so much to learn um, from having our kids be a part of, of those conversations and sitting down and, and showing them, you know, um, you know, the process of, of bill paying or the process of budgeting, um, you know, the process of allocating funds from, um, you know, X to Y. I think that that's a super, super valuable and important thing. And it's sort of important to to seize the day, so to speak, and to take those little moments that we have with our kids to, 
to show them, you know, that money doesn't have to be a frightening or, you know, a stress inducing or anxiety provoking thing. It's just a part of our everyday life. Um, And that's what it boils down to is it's going to be a part of your kids everyday life for the rest of their life. So um, why not get them used to it now? And why not get them comfortable um, in the world of money? Um, Those are the the two biggest tips I have. Um, The third tip I guess would be just to give them the chance to earn money, give them a feeling of, of what that looks like. If you have older kids that you know are old enough to, to work part-time, great. Um, maybe if you have younger kids, just give them the chance to have um, some form of income, whether it's from doing chores around the house or doing you know the odd job with you or your spouse or with a grandparent or a family member or a friend. Give them the opportunity to learn because uh, you know earning money is fun. And um, you know, it's going to be something that they're going to probably be doing for the rest of their life. So why not give them the chance to feel what that's like? And then once, you know, kids are earning money, it opens the doors to, you know, okay, well, now that we're earning money, how do we save? How do we budget? How do we choose what we're going to spend our money on? Um, you know, and it can start off small and then it gets into the world of, well, what is a bank account going to look like? What about a savings account? Um, you know, what do investments look like? What is a big purchase you want to have in the future? Um, and just starting your, co- your kids off early with the opportunities to earn can open so many doors for them for the future. Um, so those are the three biggest tips I have. Make it a family affair, give your kids the opportunity to earn um, and sort of focus on your family values and how to integrate those values into the discussion. So um, when we come back, we're going to talk about sort of what is the the outcome of teaching our kids about um, financial literacy and money management? You know, what are some of the things we can achieve? Um, But we're going to take another break. um, And when we get back, we'll get into it a little bit more. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. 
Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. I'm your host for this evening. Um, you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, before we went into our second break, we were just chatting about, um, you know, some of the the tips for for having the conversations with your kids, and you know what that conversation can look like in terms of, um, you know, giving your kids the chance to earn, um, bringing them into discussions about money. Um, having discussions, you know, with regard to what your family values. And, um, you know, I think the important thing to remember is if, you know, you feel that, um, you know, you don't necessarily have the knowledge to, you know, instill these, um, these learning opportunities into your kids, or, you know, you're not confident that what you're sharing is going to be beneficial to your kids. Um, I urge you to just, um, to do it anyway. Um, you know, because you, you think it may not be useful, um, however, you know, your kids learn a lot from observing and, um, you know, they may learn something that that's useful to them later on, even if it's not useful to them at this specific moment. And, um, you know, this conversation, it's, you know, it boils down to, you know, the younger you are, the more time you have. So, you know, whether that's your own age as a, as a parent or a grandparent, or whether that's your children is, you know, the younger you are, the more time you have to, to make mistakes, to learn, um, and, you know, to, to have money grow, things like that. Um, and that's, that's the most important thing is, is right now, you know, our kids, they have, they have time on their side. So, you know, the, the messages that we instill and the values that we instill in them surrounding money management and financial literacy, um, they can carry with them for the rest of their lives. Um, and, you know, it's also the same as if we instill, you know, negative habits or um, fears or anything, you know, those are things that they can carry with the rest with them for the rest of their lives as well. Um, and I think that that's something we, we don't want is this anxiety or this fear surrounding money when it's something that's not necessary. So having these conversations and, and bringing the discussion of money and finance into our everyday lives um, can open the door up for, you know, comfort and um, success and independence later on. Um, and I think that, that that's the most important you know, thing for our kids is to give them that chance to be financially independent um, and to also you know, have the knowledge to um, you know, support themselves you know, long after um, you know, our time with them is up. And so one of the most important things um, you know, in, in my life and in a lot of young adults' lives is, is education. Um, and I know, I know this isn't the case for everyone, but it's something that I thought would be worth addressing. Um, you know, how can we help our kids finance their education? And that's, you know, sort of a, a big thing that this early conversation surrounding money um, can help with is, you know, there's going to become a point in our, our kids' lives where they have to make the decision do they want to go to university? Do they want to go to college? Do they want to go to work? Um, 
And, you know, I think a big part of that and the big part of the decision is, you know, where is the money for that going to come from? Um, you know, and, you know, there's a number of avenues, um, you know, that can be taken in order to to achieve that goal, if it's a goal of yours or if it's a goal of your, your children's. But, um, you know, where does the money to pay for four years of a degree, sometimes six, maybe it's eight, you know, depending on what you want to do, where does that money come from? And, you know, is that going to influence our decision on whether we do this or not? Um, and I know that's a, that's a big thing for a lot of people is the fear of not being, you know, either a not being able to pay for their tuition or their, their school fees up front or, you know, having the opportunity to have a loan, but being fearful of how they're going to pay that off later. I know that, you know, that can be a make or break decision on whether, you know, someone, you know, goes on and, and continues in their education or not. Um, and, you know, to me, that's, that's a serious thing is, you know, if I'll ask, I'll ask the parents out there this and, and even the kids out there, if, you know, how would it feel if, if you had, you know, a, a kid who really, you know, was intellectually gifted and, and they had all these aspirations and they wanted to go to university, but they were so fearful of um, not being able to fund it or, you know, pay off their student loans after the fact that they decided they were just going to go to work instead. Um, and they didn't, you know, achieve any of the goals that they wanted to because of, you know, this fear. So um, I think that this conversation starting early with our kids can help to break down these barriers so that by the time the opportunity to, you know, go, go forward and, and get an education um, or further their education anyway, um, whether that be in college or university or some professional school, um, trade school, whether it, whether it is in the workplace. Um, so that becomes a possibility for them. Um, because I think the last thing we want to do is, is shut any of the doors on our kids. We want them to have as many opportunities as possible. And having these financial discussions with our kids, um, I think only, you know, opens those doors further, um, you know, to, to what they can achieve. And um, I guess, some of the, the major points here with, with how can we help our kids, you know, save for an education or finance an education. Um, you know, the big one here again is, is to start early, right? Start saving early. If you haven't started an education fund for your children yet, um, or if you're a student and you don't know if your parents have started an education fund, um, you know, have the conversation, you know, have the conversation with your child, um, you know, if, if you have started an education fund, let them know, tell them that, you know, this money set aside for whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's university or college, or if you want to go to work or um, whatever, you know, your, your intentions for your kid is, or what, what their intentions for their, their own future is, have that conversation and let them know, um, you know, there's a retire or there's a education fund put in place for you, or there's, there's not, but let's get one started. Or if you're a student and you want to have that conversation with your parents, um, you know, hey, mom and dad, is have you guys started an education fund for me? If yes, great. If not, you know, how can we get one started? Um, because like I, you know, like I said before, um, you know, it's never too early. It's never too late. Uh, if you haven't started, um, start now. That's the the main thing is, is it's time to get started. Um and, you know, another important thing about education is that it's expensive. Um, and so, you know, I think it's valuable to teach our kids about loans and investments, because I think that 
loans and investments, they played a big part in my education um, and not to generalize, but I think that they play a big part in a lot of people's education. And we hear these stories about people who are paying off their student loans, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. And I think that that scares a lot of people. Um, I know that that scares the life out of me, um, but it doesn't have to be like that and it doesn't have to be scary. So, you know, um, when, when you start saving earlier, you start, um, you know, realizing what resources are out there for you to fund your education. I think that that's an important thing as well. And it kind of ties into the point um, that I mentioned about sometimes, you know, not being able to financially um, support yourself, you know, in your education or not knowing when or how you're going to be able to pay off those student loans can play, can play a big part in your decision to either go or not go to college or university or whatever. But, um, you know, if it's a goal of yours and it's an aspiration, we want to make sure that it's possible for you. Um, and whether that's, you know, money that you have that you've saved, whether that's money that your parents have that they've saved, or whether that comes from a government loan or a bank loan um, or an investment, um, what are what are the options? I know a lot of people don't know. I know a lot of my classmates and my friends, um, you know, either they had no idea, you know, how, to, how they're going to pay off their student loans when they're done. They never had the discussion with their parents about what paying back a loan looks like. They didn't realize that a loan was something they had to pay back. Um, or, you know, they didn't realize that maybe their parents did pay for their education, but they're expecting, you know, their child to pay a portion of it back to them. You know, money doesn't just um, fall out of the sky. It would be nice if it did. Um, you know, you wouldn't hear me complaining, but um, it's really, really important to know that, you know, at the end of the day, there is resources out there to utilize if you if you want to, you know, um, pursue education, further education. Um, and, you know, there's ways of doing it that, that aren't horrifying or that aren't scary. So, you know, the sooner we have those conversations with our kids about loans, repayment of loans, investments and how investments can be, you know, something that's so critical to the repayment of loans or to the financing of our future. Um, I think that that's an absolutely crucial point um, in having these conversations with our kids. Um, another thing that I know I've mentioned on this show before is the importance of delayed gratification. And that's a big one for kids is because, you know, we always see our parents, um, you know, like everything now is on a plastic card. They go to the grocery store, they tap a plastic card. Um, you know, you go to the movies, you tap a plastic card. You go to the bookstore, you tap a plastic card. Um, there's no actual exchange of money um, virtually. I mean, you know, there's the odd instance, but everything now is on a credit card or a debit card. Um, and it's just, you know, we can have, um, you know, anything in the blink of an eye. We have online shopping now. If I want, you know, strawberries, I can have them, you know, delivered to my door in, in you know, 20 minutes if I wanted to. If I need a new, you know, pair of shoes, I can order them online and have them here in, you know, about a week tops. Um, and there's no exchange of, of dollars and cents. So I think that it's really important to tease out what, you know, what happens behind the curtain? What happens when you tap the plastic card? What happens when you press, you know, um, proceed to check out on, on the computer? Um, what does that look like? And, you know, what, 
you know, that, 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 mon- that money that's being used is being taken away from something that it can be used for later. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's a decision that needs to be made. So whether you choose to spend that money now on a new pair of shoes or, you know, go see a new, you know, uh, Avengers movie or whatever the case is, or whether you save that money for university, a trip, a car, down payment on a house, it's the delayed gratification. If you can't have both, it's either, you know, you, you have something now and you enjoy it in this moment, or you maybe, you know, don't have exactly everything you want right at this moment, but you're setting yourself up to have everything you want in the future. Um, and that's the main thing is um, if you're not, you know, if you're not spending it now, you know, how can you allocate it somewhere more useful? Or if you are spending it now, you know, what is that going to take away from you in the future? Um, and when it comes to education, that's a big thing. Is, is that an end goal of yours? Is that something you know you're going to want to do? Is that something if you're a parent, you want your kids to do or you think they'll want to do? Um, then let's have a conversation about delayed gratification with our kids, too, um, you know, and, and talk to them about how we can, you know, save a little bit now, maybe invest a little bit now, but have everything that we want. Um, maybe not everything, but have something, you know, a big thing like education that we want a little bit later on. Um, and so, you know, financing our kids' education is a big part of this conversation. Um, and I say education, but that can be anything. If, if, if an education, you don't see that in your, your kids' future, they don't see it, I should say, um, work or a car or a house, you know, how can we save now so that we have the money later? And that's a big part of the conversation as well. Um, but we're gonna get ready to head into our last break of the show here. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the positive messages to instill in our children surrounding money and money management. Um, but I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, and I'm the host for this evening. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after a short break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, so um, we're coming back now from our break. Um, before we went on to, to our break, we were chatting about, um, you know, some of the, the highlights of getting our, involved in our kids' education and helping our kids finance their education. And, you know, today's episode, we've kind of hit a lot of points about having the conversation with our kids. Um, you know, have you talked finance with them? Have you talked finance with yourself? You know, why have that conversation? How, how, how to have that conversation? What are the benefits of having that conversation? And, you know, I think that 
the main point here is that um, if you haven't had the conversation with your kids yet, don't, you know, don't freak out about it. Don't worry about it. But, you know, let's work towards having that conversation, you know, no matter where you fall in the spectrum of financial literacy, whether you know everything in the world there is to know, or whether you know nothing, um, you know, most of us fall somewhere in between that. Um, but let's prepare ourselves to, you know, have that conversation with our kids so that no matter where we fall in the spectrum, our kids can fall somewhere ahead of us um, so that they can be, you know, even better um, than we are in terms of money management and financial literacy and understanding the world of money. And I know we talked about, um, you know, independence um, and dependency. Like, do you want your kids to have that, you know, financial um, independence, you know, when the time comes for them to move out, um, to buy a home, to, to start their own family, to start an education, um, you know, to start, you know, working, you know, in, as a part of the workforce, right? Like, do you want your kids to be dependent on, on you forever or like a spouse or, or do you want them to be independent, to have that ability to stand on their own and to know, you know, how to spend money, how to save money, how to invest money and how to be confident in doing so. Um, and we had this conversation about the anxiety surrounding money and the fear. It doesn't have to be that way, right? Um, and, you know, I talk a lot about the fear of the unknown um, because in, you know, a lot of, of ways we try to protect our children from, you know, discussions surrounding finance and money because it can be stressful and it can be anxiety provoking. Um, but the main message is that it doesn't have to. And I think the more we talk with our kids about, you know, financial literacy and saving and investing and delayed gratification um, and supporting themselves financially, I think, you know, the more that that anxiety reduces and the more that that fear sort of goes away, um, you know, because it's, it's something that um, is never going to, you know, it's never going to leave this, you know, ability or this need to, to finance our lives and to spend money and to make money and to save money and to invest money. It's something that's never going to go away. Um, and, you know, if anything, it's just going to become, you know, more relevant to us over the next, you know, decade, two, three decades. Um, and so let's, you know, let's give our kids the best shot possible at, um, you know, being financially independent and, um, achieving everything they want and, you know, having a life where they can, you know, buy what they need and they can save for what they want. I think that's something that's, you know, so incredibly valuable. Um, but um, some messages to instill in our children that I think are important and um, you may have your own and then that's fantastic. But um, a few here that, you know, can start us off on this discussion and the point of having this discussion um, is, you know, I talked about it already, delayed gratification, um, you know, instill in your kids that money doesn't just fall out of trees and you can't have everything now and everything later. Um, you know, there's a value in sort of saving money for, you know, an end goal. When you reach that end goal, um, it's so pleasurable to just know that you worked hard and you saved and you invested uh, or whatever that looks like to achieve that outcome that you wanted. So maybe it's post-secondary, maybe it's a house, maybe it's a down payment on a car, whatever it is you know, there's a lot of value in knowing that, you know, as a child or as a young adult, that you had the ability to delay your gratification to achieve that goal. Um, but on the flip side, you know, it's not about just being, you know, grateful later on, 
and, um, you know, receiving that gratification later on. It's also about, you know, maybe, you know, saving now and not having absolutely everything you could think of right now. And knowing that that money has to be allocated somewhere. It doesn't, you know, you can't have X and Y. So you need to have, you know, figure out what's more important to you. And that's where family values come in um, and having those conversations about what's valuable to you and your family um, and, you know, what money management looks like for you as, you know, as a team and as a group, because at the end of the day, you know, we don't want our kids to feel isolated or alone. We want them to feel like they're part of a family and part of a group, um, you know, that knows what they value. And, you know, where where that comes in, um, the second point comes in is, um, you know, to instill in our kids is, is it something you want or is it something you need, right? Um, We all want a lot of things, um, but we have to, you know, at some point be mature enough to say that wants come after needs. And so sit down with your children and make sure they understand that, you know, these are all the things as a family that we need. So this is where money gets allocated first. And then after that, we look at what we want. And, you know, that's where this flexibility comes in. Is it something you want now or is it something you may want in the future? And, you know, that's an important, you know, sort of self-discipline that you can, you know, instill in your kids. And, you know, discipline in this instance is, you know, I think it gets a negative connotation, but it's never a bad thing. Um, Self-discipline is a very positive thing. So, you know, giving yourself um, and your kids the knowledge behind what self-discipline looks like in terms of money management, I think can be super beneficial and teaching them that, you know, just because it's something we want right now, um, you know, that money comes from somewhere and it's either, you know, we have, we spend that money now or we save it, we spend it later. But um, either way, you know, these are the things that we need, you know, to pay bills, to eat, um, you know, all these other things. Um, and that's what, you know, takes the priority. And then I think the last super important thing to instill in our kids, especially, you know, in today's economy is, is the value of work. I know we talked about giving your kids the opportunity to earn money. And I think that's more important today than it's, than it's ever been. Um, because your kids are going to be working for, I'm going to say the rest of their lives, but um, I know we all have the goal of retiring at some point, but um, we want to set ourselves up to retire um, on time or early or whatever the case is. And I think the same goes for our kids is, um, you know, we want them to retire, you know, on time or early and, you know, instilling this um, message of, you know, the value of work and that working is something that pays off. And, um, you know, the money from work, we have to work in order to finance these things that we need and these things that we want, whether it be a short-term goal or a long-term goal like education. Um, So if you haven't had the chat with your kids yet, um, I urge you to do so. If you haven't had the chat with yourself, I urge you to have that conversation first. Um, and, you know, that's... I hope you a lot. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.